Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. Whoops. Hey, did I blow your ears out there? Sorry about that, but welcome to episode 12 of Flow Wrestling Radio Live. I'm trying to do it all here, people. Uh, it was a it was a busy weekend. We got a lot to get into, and once again, as always, I am joined by my main man, Willie Sailor. Willie, what is going on, buddy? Did I blow your ears out? No, you didn't blow my ears out. I frankly don't know what you're talking about, but uh, I often don't know what you're talking about. Um, I was at National Preps. You were at the abbreviated NCO. What's Ooh. up with your home state? If you guys haven't figured it out yet or haven't heard yet, um, the National Collegiate Open, a tournament that I love and that was loaded with guys uh, this year, um, was canceled halfway through it i don't even know if they were halfway through it no. due to inclement weather because um you know fema wasn't notified didn't respond in time because sometimes it snows in winter well in it was actually raining it was freezing rain which is um i guess even more dangerous i don't know i it, it pains me it's like you know punishing your state got problems no well yes yes it does but it's still even with this, it's still the finest state. So, I mean, it's just – it's 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 one big county. What happened was Fairfax County, like, canceled everything, like old people classes and, like, karate school and, like, everything in the county was, like, shut down. So, like, since it was at this high school, it was, like, under that umbrella. So, like, we had to get out. And also, we were supposed to be out by 1, and, in, like, they stretched it out till 2.30. So – um, they they did everything they could. I felt so badly for the people running the tournament because they were just sick over what happened. But as it is, we got a little bit of content uh, from it. It's sad because there's so many good guys there, and it was going to be an awesome finale. Yeah, um, it's like we um, you almost got to the point where like I mean, no offense to anybody else, but like the studs were going to really hit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was going to happen. I told someone there, I'm like, yeah, this is tougher than several conference tournaments. And it's yeah. true. I mean, it's true. It's true. Um, but but anyways, maybe we'll get... Speaking of more. conference tournaments, we had the first one every year. Um, Pac-12s are the week before um, all the other conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, but first, mm-hmm. the buzz. The buzz. Right? So, Ben Askren, um, I saw that video before we... Um, decided it was worthy to go on our site, which that's another story for another day. The the videos uh, that he put up, Ben, of ripping Iowa, it, it was it was so um, transparent what was going on. He gets in a and little he gets in a little. If you haven't seen it, it's on the site right now, and we can talk about the we can talk about the decision to um, to put it up or not to put it up in a little bit. But let's let's uh, introduce the video. The video. Um, is Ben on his phone, and he's questioning. Um, I don't want to say he's questioning the Iowa style, but 
he's uh, addressing Iowa folks asking for stalling calls and and when when they don't shoot a lot and um, he's also addressing their his perceived lack of um, offensive risk and offensive attempts. So, what's your take? Uh, my, my take is this: he he gets in a Twitter beef with um, you know, Luke Eustace, and then all of a sudden he's so mad he's got to make a video. Uh, I mean, he's a, he's a great wrestler, but now every time you know he gets mad, he gets a video up. And the the thing of it is, so what? So it, it's. I just felt like the the agenda there was was a little see through, and I didn't really uh, I didn't really appreciate it. But anyways, Ben, you know he watches one match all year long, and now that's like we've said a thousand times before. That's a, that becomes an indictment of Iowa style because they have one bad tournament because he tunes in for one match uh, uh, a year, and now Iowa doesn't shoot or wrestle. I mean, this is a team that it was the consensus number one across all polls and rankings. And apparently they do it without shooting, without taking any risk. It was one bad match, but he makes it about, um, you know, Iowa doesn't shoot. They don't take it risk. And then he says, oh, it's, it's not that hard. It's not that easy. Ben's making his experience, which was contrary to 99.99% of all wrestlers' experience. It's not hard. Just take a shot and shoot. Well, you know what, Ben? It is actually hard. And not everyone could score well, like okay. you could. Let's, 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 hit the, let's hit the items one by one. First of all... Um, no, it's not a joke, and I would um, disagree that the the his video was precipitated by a Twitter beef with Luke Eustace and a Twitter beef with anybody, um, because Ben was on Flow Radio Live before that Twitter beef on uh, last Monday, and he was saying pretty much the same thing. So I, I don't think it's I don't think it was prompted by anything on on twitter it was that's his thoughts number one uh number two um the video's not a not a, his message isn't uh ridiculous is, is there no truth to that is there no truth to um iowa is conservative offensively for that's that's one thing what's your response to that uh, is there no truth to Iowa is conservative offensively? It's easy to watch one match and make that assessment. No, uh, okay, there's, there's a there, that's a that's a different that's a different point. Okay, but I guess we're gonna have to address that now. Do not say that Ben Askren watched one match and is making this assessment based off one match. I mean, this because Ben Askren is as dialed in to to wrestling as it gets. He knows the landscape. Yes, yes, I I agree that he knows the landscape better than better than many. However, I still don't think um, you can do what Iowa's been able to do this year. And let's let's look at that duel. Even though I'm saying yeah, it's just one match, but let's not pretend um, Missouri was some offensive dynamo. If if Levon Mays doesn't score six takedowns, they're like tied for how many takedowns each guy. Oh, that's had. right. Now that's that's where I'm on board with you, and I'm on board on I'm on board um, to to tag Ben on a couple of these issues. Um, and I'm not going to, you know, you say, we're going to, we're going to do this show. And we're going to rip Ben. And what, what position am I taking? I'm not taking a, I'm not taking a position um, for or against Ben or for or against Iowa. I'm, I'm taking a position on each of the individual uh, items that, that Ben, um, that Ben went after. But so on that, on that premise, Right. You take away Levon Mays, and it's the takedown differential is 7-6. So let's not pretend that um, Missouri kind of lit them up on their feet. And, and let's also not pretend that that was Iowa's best lineup. Their backup 74 was right there to beat Willie Miklas. What happens if Sammy Brooks is in the lineup? It could be 18-18. Um, let, let's not pretend that how Schultz win over Sorensen was um, – a statement win. You know, he had a riding time point. Neither guy got a takedown there. There was no takedown in the Waters-Gilman match. So uh, I, I just feel like the, the fans are crazy at Iowa. So it, it, you hear you hear the things they say, and you think, oh, gosh, these guys are out of control. But I, I think it's – I mean, look look at, look at Missouri's so, well, I guess I guess what you're alluding to – I guess what you're alluding to is if, if one takedown goes a different way and Iowa wins that duel um, – we're not talking about this, and maybe Ben doesn't have 
a soapbox to get up on and say that Iowa uh, say these things about Iowa. Um, not not as uh, he he would still have that opportunity just because he said things about Iowa before about who they should hire as a coach and this and that. Um, so you know he could have used it as an opportunity. But you're right. I mean, one little thing happens. Sammy Brooks wrestles and Sorensen. Right, well, gets let a- me tell you. Let me tell you what happens every year. Let me let me tell you what happens every year. Every year, Iowa will take a loss to someone. Okay, let's not forget going into the Missouri dual meet. They're consensus number one, uh, both in dual and tournament format, and they're seventeen and zero in duels. Okay, right. So they're not struggling in the Big Ten. Um, yeah, in the Big Ten, they're not struggling. They're number one. Now every year, Iowa will take a loss. Heck, maybe they lose twice or three times, and it's like. The world has fallen. You know, it's like the world is over. Iowa Styles, <laughs> you know, they're 17 and 0. They go in there. They got a freshman, Brandon Sorensen, ranked number one in the country. Uh, <laughs> they got a bunch of guys ranked very highly. Um, and then they take a loss, and the sky has fallen. And it happens every year. Uh, Iowa's not as good as you think. Um, the Iowa style is a thing uh, that doesn't work. It's a thing of the past. They have to uh, hit the chalkboard again and draw up a better system, and they got to get with the times and get more athletic. Get real. Get real. And that, I mean, that's where I think um, not only Ben is wrong, but a lot of people are wrong. And, you know, if you looked at the RPI rankings, which I don't know if, if anybody did, but you'll see, and that's basically uh, a measurement of schedule strength it's a measurement of schedule yeah so there were like four or five guys with number ones from iowa maybe not that many you know burak all these guys had so what that says to me iowa had the toughest schedule in the country okay so what happens when you are in the fire when you face tough teams week in and week out you're gonna have a flat down performance and um you know it's it's gonna happen they're they're college athletes and you're gonna have matches where where you're not as as good looking. I mean, that's just that's just the way it is. That's the nature of the sport. I agree. I agree with the the length of the season and the and the and especially a Big Ten schedule. And okay, so their RPI shows that they've wrestled the toughest toughest schedule basically. Uh, and but I don't think that they were flat in that match. I don't think they were flat at national duels. I think their flat performance was at Penn State, and they still won. Yeah. Um. I suppose. I mean, I they were a little flat at Penn State, maybe, and they they looked okay here. Yeah, maybe they weren't flat. I don't know. I but, mean, you know, I think I said it on a, on an earlier show is that um, when doing rankings, especially recruiting rankings and, and assessing talent and um and and saying you know this guy this guy looks good or this guy looks bad just because you know a. a a guy may lose 5-4, and your assessment to that might be that you came away more impressed in a loss um, than you did by some kid who tooled somebody, you know, 15-5. to five. Um, and, and where I'm going with that is that Iowa might have lost, and they might have lost some close ones, um, but it's... Their performance didn't change anything for me as far as what I think they are. Yeah. Did it for you? Is there any match in that duel that said, well, um, yeah. they're in trouble? Not they're, at they're, all. They're, they're, no. they're not what I thought they were. No. Right. So, so I mean, like, get real. Yeah. Uh, I agree with that. I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. It's in the other thing, when you have two good wrestlers hitting, it, it kind of begets a – Low scoring and, and sometimes boring match, and you know we saw a couple of those where it's two good wrestlers, Sorensen and How to Shelton and, and Gilman and Waters. Let's not forget Gilman Waters was boring, and then it was like insanely exciting, and it was only exciting because of the really the extracurricular things. That was a an overtime match with no takedowns in it, and then you know Slamgate and Flapgate, and now it's like a classic. But it was actually a boring match. Uh, to the point that we started the highlight and overtime because there was nothing even to put in the in the All regulation. Right. So, so, so that's where that's where I disagree with with Ben in that um, Iowa I was in trouble and I was style and and, and what, you know 
But here's but you called it a joke. You called it a joke. You called it um, whatever. Uh, it's not Ben Askren is not joking. I mean, come on. You know, how people say it's a joke. It's not really right. a joke. Okay. But this is where I disagree with you, and this is where I think Ben has some validity. If, are you off your rocker if you think that there's no validity in it? Is Iowa conservative offensively? Do they, do they take less risk? Are they less um, offensively um, dynamic? Um, and, and this has been discussed for years. So, so Ben... Ben making a video about this, or ben, even if he didn't make a video, it was just a statement or a tweet or something. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. No crap. Yeah, when you have that singular focus. Okay, first of all, this is a perspective that many people believe anyway. So there's that out there. And then you have a match like that. And then when you never look at other teams, where was the risk for Missouri? Who took risks there? Where, where on Minnesota do you see these wild risk takers other than Dylan Ness? Who's pretty risky? I mean, it's it's like I, there's not a lot of risk takers out there, are there? I mean, we we make it about taking risk, and oh yeah, no one on Iowa takes risk, which is actually false because Sammy Brooks threw himself on his back when he was winning a match, uh, trying to pin uh, Nolan Boy. Sammy, Sammy Brooks is the anomaly on that team. Okay, well Mark, he's on that team, and Ness is the anomaly on Minnesota's team. Mark Perry, no, that's not true. Who takes? Okay, the Dardanes take shots. Uh, I thought we were talking about risk, conservative. I mean, they, okay. I mean, I was MO. Okay, I think the genesis of this, right, and and the source of maybe Ben's frustration is, and everybody's frustration. You've seen it on message boards for years, and I've I've said it. Pushing, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward is not offense, and. When they when Iowa guys do it, everybody in black and gold holds a fist up in the sky. Okay. We want we want stalling. So that's the source of of the frustration. That's a, that's the genesis of of um, the beef here. I mean, do we really have to have the conversation that fans in general are fans is short for fanatic, which means not rational. I mean, this happens all the time. It happened. You know, Bader was telling me at the at Penn State, the Bryce Jordan Center, is the same thing. It, it's I'm not, not different. Right. So it's I mean, not, no, I'm not saying it's just. I'm not saying it's it's. Um, but it only sticks to the. It only sticks to, to Iowa, Iowa fans, Willie. I'm not saying it's exclusive to Iowa, but That's, Iowa. Okay, maybe maybe make it not about Iowa. If a wrestler pushes, if a wrestler goes forward, 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 do they deserve to get a call? There's no shot. There's no. All right. Well, the contention is, and I'm not contending, but the contention made is that, well, it's hard to shoot if a guy's just, just backing up, okay, and he's on the edge the entire time. And I agree, and I'm not saying that this, you, you get a stall call from just for just taking ground, but there is something to be said for, I'm taking this ground here, and um, now, what what does bother me, and I'll give you this, Willie, if you've got one guy, let's say LeVon Mays, who technically... It, he took all the shots. He took all the risk. He did all the attacking. But technically, he backs up some. Okay, he's not stalling. Okay, that's different. But if one yeah, guy's but they don't, but they don't call it that way. He yeah. got hit with stalling. Well, that was from. Maybe the... Mays had 147 takedowns and got hit with stalling. Uh, your math's off there, and also that was from the top position, which is a very the the, and that's another thing we talked about last week is how. Top and bottom stalling is like so overanalyzed, and they hit him for stalling all the time there. But on neutral, you can do nothing top for three. Top and bottom stalling is a joke. It's it's it a complete like, joke. But what happened was, um, they got to rear standing, and Mays didn't return him, which is pretty much that's a stall all the time, every time. So you can't get mad at that. And it was a joke that he got hit for stalling, considering all the action he took. But okay, but there were people clamoring for Le'Veon Mays to be hit with stalling when they were in neutral. I, I don't think no. Actually, I was there. It was um, they. Kind Jordan of, Oliver used to always back up, back up, back up, back up, change, change the level, and and he was always borderline on on not always. He was often getting the the fans were yelling for stalling. That yeah. was just his style. Doesn't mean he's less offensive. Back I don't know. Backing up doesn't. But if a guy's in your face, moving you around, I mean. The, there is something to be said. You are supposed well, to stay you're on. You're talking about appearance versus versus reality. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I do think there's something to be said for, you know, the out of bounds should not be safety. And it's safety in, in this sport. And I think if it wasn't, I think if there was some punishment for well, push out. Yeah. I mean, I, I've poo pooed that for a while, but I mean, why not? I mean, I, I the out of bounds is 100% safety for the guy in danger. It's a place, it's a goal to get there in a, in a lot of times. It's a goal to kick out and get the auto stall instead of giving up a takedown. There needs to be punishment. When you can't control the positions well enough to stay on the mat, you should, you should be punished for that. So, the, And we're saying that, Willie, because we think that there's, there is merit to taking ground, to being you know, positionally disciplined and, and whatnot. So you're almost, okay. if you think there should be a push-out, then you almost... I do think there should be a push-out. So, so then... I think we're in agreement here that you know there there is maybe perhaps something to be said for taking for taking ground and, and having a positional advantage, right? Uh, it's not it, it's not an offensive move. I mean, if the rules were different, if the rules were different, then maybe guys would stay in the middle. I mean, and we make fun of Fila all the time, but um, you know, even they. When they choose who's passive, it's who's controlling the center of the mat. It's who's taking ground. That's why Jordan Burroughs hilariously gets hit for uh, passivity and gets put on the shot clock on occasion um, because, you know, he work, he operates from space primarily. And it'll be the guy that's, even though he's taken three shots, the guy that's got his center, uh, his back to the center, is going to get the benefit of the, the doubt there. So we're seeing it on the international level. Um, so why not here? They see the value in it. Uh, maybe we should to an extent as well. We, de- we desperately need, we desperately need a push out. Yeah, I I hate. Although, I, you know, it would eliminate, it would eliminate takedowns on the edge, and that's always exciting. Yeah, that's, and so it's, it, there there is some risk there. But okay, bottom line for me is there was pluses and minuses and and um, valid points and and invalid points in Ben's thing and. Uh, Iowa fans, you know, the video came out a couple days before, you know, a couple days before we ran it, and it hit social media, and people were talking about it, and even the Iowa people, it was, it surprised me, because Iowa is, Iowa fans are typically so defensive, and, um, as good fans are, in love with their own team, um, and so it surprised me that on their message boards, they were kind of like, you know what? He got a point. He's right. We want to see our guys take more shots. We want to see our boys be more um, offensive. Yeah. And um, so I guess, you know, even the, even they saw the, the value in it. Yeah. I mean, I see it as well. I mean, I see, I see what he's getting at to, to an extent, but the, the idea that this is something that is just – um, Iowa related is what I found to be um, inaccurate and just kind of the the perspective of someone who comes from a place of incredible bias. He's a, a Missouri Tiger himself. He's um, and even by Homer standards, he's a huge Homer. So um, th- that was my take. It's like, well, of course he thinks that way, but he's not really looking at the mirror at his own team and he's using himself as an example for Missouri. But I didn't see Ben Askren out there. For Missouri, I didn't see a, a real dynamic score out there for Missouri. Even Jaden Cox got what one takedown well, in that the, match. The, so let's the not. Interesting, you know, the funny part about you know, Ben is ridiculously smart and calculating. Mm-hmm. Um, so he knows what he's doing when he makes that video. And um, <laughs> he said the funny part about that video is he says, you know, people backed up against me. Your Iowa guys backed up against me. He's like. Uh, Take a shot. It's easy. You attack a leg and you score. And on one hand, you're like, Ben, you know, you're, you were different than a lot of people. You were that good. It's not easy. It's not easy to score a takedown against top competition in Division One wrestling. Um, it's not easy to score 20 points in a match. Um, so part of me thinks that's gamesmanship because Ben knows what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I made that point earlier. It's like, yeah, easy for you to say, go out and score points, Ben Asker. And it's easy for, you know, Michael Jordan to say, yeah, just go out and shoot and score. It's like, it's uh, it's it's hard out here, you know? Um, I was a, I was, yeah. It, it's, it's, 
it's just a too simplistic view in my mind um, for so, a very complex thing. So, all right, where do we go from there? Well, let's keep it at national duels, I guess. Um, so, I, I, I didn't. I'm not even gonna say got into it, but um, we had, we do this. You make the call things, right? And um, during the 184 match between Miklas and Alex Meyer, there was a um, a moment. You know, you saw Terry run to the corner, signal locked hands, this and that. So I was watching the match, but I was trying to get an interview with Brian Realbuto because. You know, I figured they'd probably be trying to get out of there, get back home. So I was, I was looking around in the tunnel for him because their duel was you're getting, over. You're getting into your, you're getting into this Twitter beef again, aren't you? I, well, it's not a Twitter beef. It's not a beef. It, it, it was the definition of it. Okay, it's well, be, I, for me, beef goes two ways. Um, and uh, <laughs> I was just the recipient of of a, of a meat sandwich. So what, what I'm saying? Jeez. What? That was graphic. Go ahead. Oh, come on. Why do you got you got to make it that way? Um, so anyways, I'm I'm watching and I see the moment that that everyone's talking about. And then I go back in the tunnel. I'm looking for Real Buto and McDonough, Matt McDonough from Iowa, um, Iowa graduate, two-time champ. He's running by me he's, and I don't remember what exactly I said or what he said, but he runs by me and he's like you know, that's BS, whatever, I hope you got that, I hope you saw that, something like that. And I'm like, yeah, or, or, and I don't know exactly what I said. What what I meant to say or what I was trying to convey is like, yeah, we got it, um, you know, because Bader was filming it. Obviously, I'm not filming it because I'm here inside of a tunnel, not out there filming a match. So I figured it went without saying that I was not the one physically filming the match considering I am not even by the mat. So I said, yeah, we got it, da 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 um, we'll see. Something like that. I don't remember what I said. But Ramos um, was like, man, I can't believe you didn't use this as the you make the call because we used another one. I was like, yeah, we didn't have the angle or whatever I said to him. And uh, McDonough, and he says, that's not what you told McDonough. First of all, Tony Ramos wasn't there for this conversation. And, and by, when I say conversation, literally Matt is running to me and by me and he goes downstairs. There's maybe a 10, 15 second conversation. Okay. So then he goes and, and that's for all I can tell the end of it, and um, then McDonough comes at me, you know, that's not what you said, um, you're being an so internet... In a, so, in a nutshell, this is what happened. There was a sketchy call at 184, uh, sketchy, according to McDonough. He runs past you, says, can you believe that call? You essentially say, yeah, we'll have tape of it. Then, then when you say, we didn't have a good angle on the tape... McDonough says on Twitter, this is all on Twitter, uh, well, why are you lying? You said you had tape of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, I mean, we do. And when I say it, when I say we have tape of it, I mean, we are taping the moments that it happened. I did not say unequivocally we have the angle and we show that it was a locked hands and this and that. And, first of all, we've, we watched it on Big Ten Network. There was no locked hands there. The kid had a uh, – Cross wrist rise. But that's neither here nor there because the conversation shifted from we're mad about this locked hands to uh, I'm mad at, at Christian, this and that. And, um, you know, it, because it was, you said you had tape of it. Because it's so, I, yeah, I don't know. You know, to be honest, Ramos and McDonough, like both of them come off as like angry all the time. Yeah. And or confrontational or something. And the, the issue with it is this on Twitter, at least. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, the problem is perception is reality. And Matt doesn't want to acknowledge anything outside of his perception of that moment. So what he thought I was saying or thought I was doing was not what I intended to convey. And as I try to explain, and I'm willing to take uh, ownership of the fact, hey, maybe I didn't express it right, Matt? Yeah, maybe but, I yeah, didn't explain it. He, he, um, he was also angry. He also called you a liar yeah. because... Cause, Cause you said, you said we have tape of it. Yeah. And then on Twitter, you said that Bader filmed. The, Bader was the one filming the matches, filming that match, and he was like, "Oh, you weren't even the guy filming." Ha ha ha! Like, like, like you said, you filmed it. You got the match. You got the angle. Like, why he's why he's getting angry? Yeah. Like, 
I, I didn't even it, understand. It's, it's about, for me, and I'm willing to acknowledge whatever I said, you know, I sent a message I didn't want to send. I'm owning that. I didn't mean to. I don't remember specifically what I said, but I certainly didn't say, yeah, I got it, this and that. So it's all about, for me, they're upset about this, so they can't be upset about the locked hands, so they're going to turn it on me and the media's against them. And he had this, he calls me an internet tough guy. When I was, couldn't have been less confrontational in the exchange and explaining myself, and I even reached out. I said, hey, let's let's take this off Twitter. Let's talk about it. Um, and he had no interest in that, no response there. So uh, it, it's like uh, I don't he, know, Kristen. I think, I mean, you know, as a guy, as media people, you know, you don't want to you don't want to get in confrontations with like, I don't I don't want no beef with Matt McDonough. Me obviously. either. I don't want no beef with Iowa, obviously. But I think I think you're letting McDonough off the hook here. How am I letting How am I letting him off the hook? Because you're being like you're being like um, I didn't intend to convey that. I didn't. Um, you know that's not what I well, meant. Well, I'm only the conversation was don't put it don't put it on you, Matt. I'm, I'm like, not. What what McDonough was tweeting and what his point of view was was completely like freaking bizarre. Yeah. Like what What are you talking about? No. Like I, you're angry. Like I, I don't know. Well, for, for me... I can't even make sense of it. It didn't even come off as sensical. I mean, I... Well, my, my thing is, I don't know what I said. I don't know what specifically I said. I remember the moment very clearly, but I don't remember what I could have said. So you, you, after you have something like this, you run it in your mind, and you, then you start second-guessing yourself. But I know I didn't do anything wrong. I, not, I didn't make any mistakes, but I'd be happy no, to... Oh, so what? So, okay, I don't care if you said that uh, Iowa was wrestling in purple singlets. I, like, I don't care what you said. For him to for him to go on Twitter and go like first of all like try to clown you like oh my God uh, what a liar uh, you you weren't even the one that filmed the match oh I thought you had footage and now you're now you're being a liar like what are you what are you talking about are you on freaking Mars yeah yeah I, well I I was I was taken aback um, by the by the entire exchange and kind of was like racking my mind for what had happened then I he. I thought I was handing myself very calmly and cordially, and, and he calls me an internet tough guy, which really, that... that that's to, what I'm saying. Here, that, that's what I'm saying. Right, here's I mean, what, here's it, what it, I'm it, saying. It went beyond, it went beyond um, oh, well, I thought you said this. Okay, and yeah, here's my point, Willie. Let me get to my point. My whole point in that, when he called me an internet tough guy, I was like, okay, this is about... Um, he, he wanted to call me an internet tough guy before the interaction started. Because it was, he was completely grasping at straws to even insinuate that. And uh, it said to me, okay, this is a guy with an agenda. This is a guy who wants to make it about Iowa versus the world. He wants to make it about the media's against Iowa. He has this narrative already created in his mind. Now he's going to shape it um, regardless of the reality of the situation, regardless of the fact that I was more than respectful, regardless of the fact that I wanted to um, – you know, talk to him about it. So, because I don't want hard feelings with these guys. And even though I, I feel like Matt was in the wrong here, I just don't want there to be any hard feelings. And then he has a subtweet, which some would suggest a subtweet is the go-to weapon of all internet tough guys about <laughs> how the 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 media. Oh, no, no, I'll read it. I got it right here. Humors me when the media refuses any responsibility for anything. They are never in the wrong. They don't make mistakes. Just ask them. Yeah, yeah. When in reality, I'm I'm here to uh, explain it. And where is he? But just subtweeting. So that's actually the the only internet tough guy at the moment. But the reality is, Matt McDonough is also a real life tough guy as well. So, um, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so I that was like, uh, and then, I, kind of my nature. I'm like. Sometimes I'm like, oh, wow, I screwed up. And sometimes, you know, you just kind of reflect. And then I get all these text messages. I get, My phone blows up right after this. And it's people people that people know. I mean, re- wrestling people, people in the community like, wow, what was that about? And joking me, calling me an internet tough guy. Even Iowa fans texting me um, like, what, what was that about? That was bizarre from McDonough. And, you know, people texting me strange culture um, there at Iowa. And people texting me they're brainwashed, this and that. So I'm like, you so know, for you, I mean, okay, good. So in all of that, they are providing, and there is, we talk so much right. about the perception of Iowa and right for you, for you, um, 
this is part of a, a, a bigger picture where um, Iowa has a reputation for certain things, and you think this is playing into that. And they don't want that reputation, um, and they said they don't want that reputation, but this is perpetuating that. They, they don't have a big online voice. Their big online voice, when you think about social media, are Ramos, Ramos to the, the highest degree, and, and he gets into it on Twitter with people um, quite frequently. Here's McDonough. You know, Tom and Terry are funny on Twitter, but they tweet, you know, once every six months. And, you know, they're more or less reserved. Metcalf's great on Twitter. But they, they're, they're not helping their persona. They're kind of perpetuating what people already feel about, that they're these angry, brainwashed guys. And I'm here to tell you, I, and I'm not going to overstate my access to Iowa wrestling. I'm just going to tell you the few experiences I've had around the Iowa guys are very contrary to the stereotypes. They're not no, no. they're I not they're not these angry robots. I mean, I was in the practice. They're smiling, they're laughing, they're they're serious and they're working hard, but it's loose. You know, uh Terry's joking around with guys after practice. Um, you know, the guys are uh, it, it's it's um it's exactly what you wouldn't expect to see. No, I know. Uh, and then, but it, there, what you see on the mat, and what, what and what the perception is like, um, I've been around them a bunch, and and um, but, you know, I, I got to know Terry a little bit at uh, at Worlds, and he Terry is freaking awesome. awesome. Terry's a guy I would go out and have a beer with, have dinner with, you know. Uh, Terry's a guy I'd go over and watch a football game or something with. Yeah, um, I, I and, and but, but nobody sees that, and what they see is on the mat, and what they see is these angry things, and and they're and, and this and this tweeting crap, uh, kind of, you know, maintains that image. Yeah, I mean, for for an example, um, th- yes, or last week at national duels. Um, Nathan Burak just lost to Jaden Cox, and and the duel's over. I mean, they they're going to lose, right? Um, so Nathan's running. He's gonna getting ready to go down to the room, and then Terry's coming in behind him. He's running, and he's running up to him. So I'm just like observing, right? I'm like, all right, what's gonna happen here? Just because I'm fascinated by their interactions, right? And he's like, he walks up, he runs up to him calmly. He's like, hey, stick with the plan, stick with you know, some encouraging, saying stick with the routine, go, you know probably talking about his cool down or whatever, like very calm. Okay, runs up. I'm expecting him to say, you know, you got it. And that's me, someone who views them, I think, differently than 99%. I was still expecting. I was like, I wonder what he's going to say here. Then he runs back down, and Jaden is coming up the tunnel, and they're coming out, and they're going to intersect, right? And I'm like, oh, wow. All right, what's, I, I want to watch here. And then calm, calm as can be, he says something. He just says, hey, nice win there. I mean, just like as genuine and, and sincere as possible, I'm like, nobody saw that. No one sees that. No one knows that. All they see is them being wild on the sidelines. All they see is um, their online perception, and they kill um, what they actually are. It's like they go out of their way to create – some people are fake and um, create a good image of themselves, right? It's almost like a few of them go the opposite way to create this um, – you know, false, false reality. And I, at the Arizona State... Uh, well, I mean, here's the thing. Twitter's a goofy thing. Sure. Social media is a goofy thing, right? Yeah. And if you get angry about something, and I, I'm as guilty of it as anybody. I say stuff, I shoot from the hip uh, all the time on Twitter. I'm trying, I actually um, need to seek therapy about it maybe. Yeah. <laughs> but I say some wild stuff on Twitter, and then that that becomes me you know that's what people think i am sure. i tweeted something the other day i tweeted something the other day about when i'm back home and people look at me like i'm a legend when i'm back home and that's a, it's a joke i'm kidding you know but then people say well you're arrogant or you're this and that or, and i say you know iowa I, you know this message board stinks and then all of a sudden i'm an iowa hater you know sometimes you shoot from the hip and and so so maybe next time you see matt mcdonough uh, it's all gravy, right? But the only thing that people see is what was on Twitter. Yeah. I mean, uh, I know, got to know McDonough a little bit at the World Team Camp because I got there a little early, and he was there a day early because he was going to do the university trials, wrestle off with, with uh, Nashon. So his, like, 
dorm room was like connected to mine. It was like a sweet thing. So we talked for a while there. You know, we went to Walmart and he got some food and, and some water and stuff. And we just kind of hung out for even talked a little bit. It was I'm not acting like we were like palling around for a weekend, but you know, we spent some time together, talked together. I thought he was a cool guy, got along fine. And then it turns into this very adversarial thing, kind of out of nowhere in my mind. So I, I'm like, Mac, I have no issue with Matt McDonough, with Tony Ramos, with Luke Eustace, who Luke and I are going to watch some film at NCAAs. I can't freaking wait. Um, that should be flow pro material there, but it's just going to be him and I watching film, talking about it. I'm excited for that. But I don't have any problems with any of these guys, but they're, they're bringing all this heat my way, and I, I don't get it. Um, I just thought it was a bizarre interaction. And you kind of feel like, wow, maybe I'm in the wrong here. And then I get all these texts from people like, and they are uh, they are reflecting how I think much of the community feels about Iowa, which to me is a shame, but at the same time, in a way, th- they're bringing it on themselves, right? Yeah. But you know, Tony. So, Tony- so lots of lots of drama in Hawkeye Land, and for good, bad, or other. I mean, it's it's fun. I think. Yeah. yeah I, Twitter beats are fun. I I don't know. I I don't. It's not something I like, uh, per- personally, because I, I don't, I don't want a bad relationship with these guys. They're not even a relationship. I don't want these guys to not feel comfortable around me to think I'm out to, you know, make them look bad. Because that's not true. I, I love wrestling, and I love the, and the reason I love wrestling is because the, the members of the community are so amazing and such interesting, um, unique people, and and the Iowa wrestlers are certainly a part of that fabric. So, uh, that's a. Uh, that's kind of, I don't know. All there's, right. There's more I could get into, but. Enough drama with Ben Askren and Iowa and Matt McDonough and Twitter beefs. Let's talk about real tangible or sort of, I don't know if they're tangible. <laughs> Let's talk about wrestling stuff. Let's talk about the allocation and mm-hmm. the allocation process. They came out last week. Um, there was a couple surprises and omissions and whatever. Let's get into that. Um, what do you think about the allocation process in general, Christian? Uh, I think it's good. I mean, you know what? We we get the best 33 guys there almost bar none, close enough. And if you're on the bubble, um, it, it, it's on you. You know, it's like the 33 go. If you didn't get into the 33, yeah, you can make a case here and here, but at some point – just take ownership that you didn't qualify. And um, I think that the process is, is good enough. Now, the seeding process is another story. They they botched that, in, in my opinion, yeah. last year. But And even that, to a degree, maybe we shouldn't make such a big deal about that because they get everyone there. But I will make a big deal about it because rankings is kind of my thing. So, um, no, I, I, I don't know what else to say other than I think they do an okay job. And I get why some guys are left off. Do you? Like the RPI uh, well, rankings, that is. Um, okay, tell me why. So, Bo Jordan's not listed. Right. Mike Evans isn't listed. Right. Um, AJ Shop isn't listed. Mm-hmm. Well, why not? Bec- you have to have, I believe, it's seventeen Division One matches. I mean, it's it's black so, and it's and black. Mike and Evans white. didn't have seventeen matches. No, apparently not. Really? Yeah. Well, he had seventeen matches, Division One. I. I knew there. I knew there was a threshold. Yeah. I knew there was a threshold. Well, that, that uh, that's why. But I thought I didn't think that Mike Evans was even close to that. I thought yeah. he, I don't he, know. Did he miss? When did he miss time? He missed Illinois. He missed um, UVA. Um, I'm not sure. You know, Myers filled in a couple times, I guess, for him. And it, so in the, the end, the, it's, the it's not going to matter. Off, the, the, the RPI is based off, for clarity purposes, your win percentage, your opponent's win percentage. And your opponent's opponent's win percentage, right? And I think in all in all cases you have to have 17 matches. So it's it's your win percentage in 17 matches, your opponents who had 17 matches win percentage, and your opponents opponents who had 17 matches win percentage. Right. So you know maybe you wrestled 20 matches, but two of the guy or three of the guys didn't have 17 matches that you wrestled. Mm-hmm. So th- that could be the case too. But um, what what always 
kind of frustrates me, and you know, it's a it's a love hate relationship. You know, there has to be some kind of system for the allocations, and there has to be some kind of system for the for the process. But uh, um, what frustrates me is that when it goes to so so you lock you essentially lock these guys in. Big Ten has seven guys at this weight, right? So those so the top seven finishers at the Big Ten tournament are definitely going to go automatic, right? But I don't know if I like. I mean, so if you take tenth, let's just okay. Let's say you have ten freaking things, mm-hmm. ten ten qualifiers at a weight, and you're gonna take tenth in your conference tournament and still go. Some of them, if you win your conference tournament, I don't think you should go. I mean, by the same token, <laughs> what? Why are you cor- why are you correlating conference finish? I mean, it's the Big Ten. There's ten good guys in that. Why punish the Big Ten for being? Far and away the best. There's ten guys. Because uh, you lost like four times today. Because Willie, why are they losing? They have the best wrestlers in the conference. I mean, look, some of these weights get ten wrestlers for a reason. There's ten good wrestlers, and you could lose one match to someone who would not even be in the top ten at the Big Ten at EIWA's and place third, and that, to your eye, by your logic, would be a, a better conference performance because they didn't lose four times. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, I know I clearly understand what you're saying but um uh-huh. i don't I, it's just tough it's a tough pill for me to swallow that you you just lost four times and we're going to ex, we're going to say that you're one of the best in the country and that you have a chance to all american <laughs> just lost four times wow i can't even begin to explain how yeah, frustrating as you would say. Okay, uh, okay. So let uh, it almost makes conference tournaments irrelevant. It I definitely, it definitely. I shouldn't say irrelevant. It definitely um, marginalizes. It makes less. The, the, the consequences are less, unless you're like a fringe bubble guy. It it happens in the at basketball all the time. You can have a terrible. Um, huh? wants to talk about basketball. I'm saying this is how it's done. So you think, all right, so what you would prefer is if you have a bad conference tournament, you shouldn't qualify. And that, that'll that really get you. Uh, mm, uh, I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know if I would. Logan Storley. I, I mean, you wouldn't, have had Adam, you wouldn't have had Adam Kuhn in the tournament last year. Uh, no. Nope. I wouldn't. I love Adam Kuhn. Unbelievable. I, I, I love Unbelievable. I think he's one of the best. To me, that was an abomination. Are you kidding me? No, uh, no really. I'm not he beat everybody good that entire that year. So, okay, so what does the Big Ten tournament mean then? Why not? Why even have the conference tournament? What? Why even have it? Be, uh, why don't you just take the thirty-three guys and 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 that's what we're going with? Well, that's, You're gonna lose. Four. That's more or less what they do. I know. What's wrong? I mean, it's a it's a qualifier. It you jockey for seating. Um, you that's, know. What, that's what it is. It's jockeying for seeding. Okay. What's wrong with that? Let's get the seeds better. More accurate. There, there's nothing wrong with it, Willie. And the fact that you would say, leave Adam Kuhn at home after he beats Tony Nelson, Bobby Telford twice, Nick Wisdowski. I'm not saying. I'm not that's saying what you just I'm said you would have preferred Adam to have Kuhn seen. Love. Let's say Adam Kuhn's name was X, okay. right? X wrestler that beat Adam national Kuhn's champ. Name is and X and he, what? Nothing. Go ahead. You making jokes? No. Let's say wrestler X has a million. Uh, I'm not trying to pick on Adam Kuhn. Let's say wrestler X has a million. Let's say he's undefeated. He destroyed everybody this year. Uh huh. He goes to his conference tournament. He takes tenth out of eleven places, or ninth out of twelve, or whatever it was, um, and he loses three or four times. Okay. This is Wrestler X. It's not Adam Kuhn. It's Wrestler X. Does he deserve to be in the national tournament? 100%. You are going to let um, months of data and excellence be undermined by one weekend. I mean, that's the um, no um, no one. It's no wonder we get into it over rankings so much. You want to make it about you. You want to live in this myopic world where whatever just happened is the no, 100%. No, no. That is 100% that's what you're saying. Why, yes, it is, Willie. My process and rankings is different than your process. All right. Well, what? That's either way, because you have listen. You have one season to work with. You have 
You have three months of data to work with. I have, a, I have careers to work with and, and 12 months of data to work with. So that's why our processes are different. It's not that I'm myopic, Well, you, you are, okay. That, that I'm not saying you your don't. rankings are myopic. I'm saying this perspective is 100% myopic, that an entire season can be undermined by one bad tournament. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he's injured. Whatever. That that would completely eliminate someone from competing at NCAAs well, is everybody myopia. Everybody gets a ribbon. How does everybody get a ribbon? This guy's been shredding dudes for the entire season and he he has a one bad tournament meanwhile wrestler x um has been marginal and beats one good guy and all of a sudden he's better than wrestler y who was amazing all year i mean that's that that's what you're saying you so wh which is more likely to be the truth because the ncaa tournament's about getting the best guys there so what's more likely to be i mean there's a reason they're called outliers right this guy was great 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 yeah. bad Okay, what? That's why you take the outlier out because it's not likely to be the reality. Yet you want to make it. Oh well, this just happened. No, I want the matches. I want them. I, I, it's not that I'm like. It's not like if a guy underperforms at his conference tournament, I take pleasure in in them not getting to the thing, uh, to the NCAA's. I, I want it to mean something though. It, I want it to. I want there to be implications. Number one, okay, and number two. Um, I, I didn't get into this yet. I, I planned on it, and it, and this plays into what you're saying is, um, how about when, and we saw it yesterday at the Pac-12s. We didn't even get into the Pac-12s yet, but mm. we saw it yesterday at the Pac-12s. There are two guys that have the allocations take fourth and fifth or something like that. Yeah. Right. So what does that mean? I don't. I don't even like make sense of that. Then they put themselves There's at risk for not qualifying. I know, but now they're going to go into this pool. Mm -hmm. I mean, frankly, the way the system's set up, why don't the why don't if I'm the SoCon coaches or the Pac-12 coaches, I mean, can you get together and say, "Hey, let my guy win," because your guy's definitely qualifying. He's ranked twelfth in the country. Yeah, that sounds like something wrestlers would do. No, I, hey, it helps your conference. Mm. Uh, it's I, not. It does. Not if these guys aren't necessarily going to go. It might not necessarily go, but if you know that, uh, I don't know, Connor Hartman could Connor Hartman could go oh and whatever at ACCs. He's definitely going to get in. Yeah. So you could rig it. Why would? But you don't understand. If Connor Hartman goes over at the ACCs, he's going to crush his seed. He's going to go from like an eight to like a thirteen. Why would he do that, Willie? There, so there are yeah. implications. You just want these absolute implications. You want them to be on the chopping block, which many guys are. Many guys' conference lives, uh, conference tournaments determine if they're going to go. But you want it to be absolute, and it's just not the way to get no, the best tournament. No, I guess tournament. I just want – I'm not, you know, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I know, but, it I, I, but, but I'm, wish, trying, I'm here to tell you it matters a lot. And just because it, it's not to the highest degree imaginable uh, doesn't mean it doesn't matter. Uh, it's just it is frustrating when tournaments really don't don't mean much uh, to some guys. The uh, conference tournament, which would really, really mean something. Yeah. Um, the Big Ten has 12 qualifiers at 133. <laughs> That's <laughs> Okay, so that one third of the field, and how many teams do they have this year? I can't keep up. I th yeah. Are there fourteen? I don't know. Yeah, I think so. They should. They should. They should update. Thirteen or fourteen, right? So, basically, I don't know. Yeah, there's going to be guys that don't win a match and are still going. Yeah, <laughs> but you know what? There's some guys. I I don't think anyone from the Pac-12 should go. So uh, you drop. So at thirty-three, do you? I mean, do you just enter the Big Ten tournament and you're a national qualifier, essentially? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do something. Someone will you have to. Not have to. You might not have to. You might not have to. There, there's going to be a guy at 33 in the Big Ten conference that doesn't win a match that goes to NCAA's. That's fine. Okay, that's fine for you. That's fine. It should be fine for you because what did they prove in the Pac-12? I don't. I By mean, Christian. I. I mean. I'm not uh, mentally challenged. I see your point. Okay, but I'm I, okay. I'm glad you do. I'm glad you do. <laughs> um, so maybe Pac-12 specific stuff now. 
Mm. Because their qualifier were yesterday, and I'm going to be honest, this is going to come out harsh, but, man, they're bad. Zeke Jones couldn't have got there soon enough. I mean, they they need a shot in the arm. I'm just going to say it. Pac-12 is bad. And, uh, you know, I'm going to see Pac-12 people in two weeks, three weeks at NCAAs, and they're going to be like, all pissed off at me, but th- that conference right now is bad. It it is bad. It is bad. There are there are a number of teams. Number, before I forget, before I forget, I'll, I'll let you expound on that uh, in a second. But call the man Ronnie Bresser. I don't call, call him Ronnie Rios. His name's not Ronnie Rios. His name's not Ronnie Rios Bresser. His name's not Muhammad Ali. He's listed in uh on the brackets as Ronnie Bresser. It's just track wrestling, I think, that has it uh, screwed up. He's Ronnie Bresser well, on this bracket okay, I'm looking at right here. I've seen, I've seen his name listed as Rios and a couple different things, but um, if you don't know who Ronnie Bresser is, he's was highly ranked his whole high school career. Fargo tore it up every single year, and his name was always Ronnie Bresser. His mama calls him Ronnie Bresser. I'm going to call him Ronnie Bresser. It work, works for me. But... All right. Pac-12 thoughts. Pac-12, um, it's it's pretty bad. It's it's not a good conference. I mean, I was saying, you know, just as because I see this team a lot, you know, v- Virginia Tech could beat the Pac-10-12 All-Star team. You know, and there's a lot of teams that could do that. You know, a lot of teams that are, you know, Virginia Tech's not going to win a title this year. You know, Cornell, Illinois, Edinburgh. I mean, it's just it's just a weak weak tournament, and I hope that. You know, Zeke's going to raise the level there as they get better, and they're already in second place. I don't know where Arizona State finished last year, but um, they're already up to second from a pretty pretty poor showing. Actually, I remember last year they didn't have an automatic qualifier for NCAAs. Arizona State didn't because Stauffer, I think, was really bad at uh, – at What Pac- did they – do you recall how many All-Americans they had? Uh, Pac-12 last year? Yeah. I have – I have no idea. I couldn't tell you. Not, uh, not a lot. They seem like they seem like they're on a downward trend. But you know, uh, maybe it's just a trend, man. Because you know, there was a couple years ago, Boise State was mm-hmm. a real national title contender. But uh, and and Oregon State um, has had very strong teams recently. But uh, it's just I don't know. There's not a lot of talent out there right now. Uh, I mean, I'm gonna set the over under for. For all Americans at like two and a half, four. Yeah, uh, maybe four. I could, I could certainly see four. Um, I'm combing through here, looking for Pac-12. So uh, I mean, Stauffer Meeks. Stauffer Meeks, outside, outside shot for Bresser. Um, outside shot for Martinez, and mm, that's that's all. Oh, I, Gio Martinez, yeah. He's pretty good, but he's gonna have to wrestle well. Fortunately yep. for him, 141. Is uh, just falls off a cliff, so that's right. that's gonna help him. Uh, I see two All Americans. I'm looking through this really quickly. Three with Chamber. Oh wait, this is two years ago. Dang on it. I'm looking at I see Jason Chamberlain's name, and I know I messed up. They they struggled last year. Um, I I know that for sure. Cause Sakaguchi didn't place. Uh, Meeks didn't place. It was a it was a rough one for those guys. So. I wish I had it pulled up here, but I don't. But it was, it was a rough tournament. It's not, but there's a lot of um, down conferences, in my opinion. I, you know, it's just the there's a few really, really good ones, and then there's others that just. I think that's just kind of the nature of the sport. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's great when I think it's great for wrestling when the Pac-12 is strong. Oh, 100 percent. And uh, I think I, I don't know. I just feel like. I just feel like it's it, they're, and I, and I don't. I'm not by any means saying they're not good or they can't get it done going forward. I just maybe they're in a downward cycle right now. Yeah, and I, I mean, like you said, Boise was right there a couple of years ago. wasn't that long ago. Um, Oregon State was right there, and those those duels were always crazy. And but I, I'm my hope is that as Arizona State gets rolling, and in the next two years we're going to see them really roll. I think. Um, everyone else is gonna have to really raise their game up, and we're gonna see um, we're gonna see them do do a lot better. So, um, well, I don't think it's because I don't think it's because of 
lack of competition. I just I just think they don't have the horses in the stable right I mean, Oregon State has proven they can coach. I mean, it's not – it's not uh, – Oregon State isn't what they are right now because they can't coach. Those guys can coach their butts off. Um, so maybe it's a matter of just where they're at in their recruiting cycle and getting guys in to their, to their programs. You know, I mean, frankly, Boise State hasn't been doing a great job of recruiting. But there was a time when – Good God, their lineup was downright scary. Yeah, you know, Hall, with the same coach staff, same the same everything else, right? So, um, uh, several programs out there proved that they can get it done. Uh, I just think that's where they're at right now. Two, so, two all American, two all Americans for the Pac-12 last year, but seventh, two? seventh and eighth placers. Boise State, Oregon State did not have an all American last year. It was Boise State and Cal State Bakersfield. So it's uh, it doesn't get Hammond. Much worse than that. No, it's that's very bad, very bad. So, um, all right, Christian, why don't you uh, wrap up the show? I know Thursday. Um, I don't know, even know if he knows this yet, but I'm gonna try to get Jake Herbert on here and talk a little bit about FPL. Mm, that sounds good. Hey, I gotta, I gotta drive to Philadelphia that, or not Philly, to Lehigh for EIWA. So we're gonna have to figure out that scheduling thing. But on Thursday? Yeah, man, it starts Friday. We got to get our act together. We might have to do this show Wednesday then, huh? Hey, stay tuned, people. Uh, thanks for listening in. Uh, give us some feedback on what you think. And we'll be doing this either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll let you know. We'll make sure you know before it happens. So we will see you next time whenever that is. Uh, thanks a lot, guys.